not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC, and I'm joined tonight by two of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you give a shout out, guys? Hey, it's Mike. Justin. Alright, so this is Mobile Suit Mondays, and we're continuing the, the trend. We're reviewing episodes of Build Fighters one by one, and we are now on Build Fighters Episode 5, titled... The Strongest Builder. So, per usual, I guess we're going to do a little synopsis or whatever. I don't know. Like, I always feel like the, the synopses, like, sometimes people can do real quick ones and then go in to discuss it or whatever. Like, I kind of like to sometimes just, you know, like what I've been doing on this show, just talk about it. And if anybody wants to interrupt or interject or say anything that they thought about the scene, you know, feel free. We are on episode five, and it opens up the opening scene before the flash, flash credits or whatever is there's a little hitchhiker kid, and to me, he kind of looked like he was from One Piece, like the way he was designed, like he was like the, what's that kid's name, Lupe or Lupu or whatever? Luffy? Yes, Luffy. See, I <laughs> see. You know who doesn't watch One Piece is this motherfucker. So I don't know what his name is. I don't know why. Yeah, not. I, there's only like five hundred thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what, what the hell? It's like you'd think I have something better to do. But yeah, like I, I don't know a lot about One Piece. But the kid to me looked like he was from One Piece because he's kind of got like the little straw hat on his head, and he kind of looks, you know, he kind of looks a bit country, you know, like I guess as far as that goes in Japan, you know, he's kind of hitchhiking and he's just going from place to place. Place, you know, and, and, and he seems to be using his skill as a model builder to sort of barter for services, I guess. It's like he I guess he can't give the guy any any money or anything like that for, for letting him hitchhike on his truck. But he's like, I'm going to build you some a really awesome gunpla. I don't know how well that would go over in real life, but here... <laughs> You know, the the guy was kind of like, oh, this is a beautiful model, you know, so I guess it'd be the equivalent if, like, a really awesome sculptor was, like, bumming rides, like, across a country, and it's just like, wait, 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 you know, I, I don't have much, but, you know, I can I can make you a nice little 
sculpture, and then you know the guy sculpts it, and it's like this Sistine Chapel Jesus style sculpture <laughs> that just sits in the guy's truck, and he's kind of like, whoa, this is this is some serious gunplay, you know, Jesus level gunplay or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. But yeah, any, any initial thoughts on the the hitchhiker kid who we don't really know too much about in the introduction? Like, what were your first impressions? I was like, wait a minute, he can build a gunplay like in a moving vehicle? Like I. I just imagine, like, the, you know, looking at the box and the pieces, like, jumping everywhere as the vehicle's moving around, like... that That's apparently how badass he is. <laughs> like, I, I used to have conversations with people, like, I loved comics, right? And, and when I was a kid, I would go to the comic store, and, of course, I was young enough that I did not have a license. I could not go myself, but, you know, you're, you're dependent on the kindness of parents and relatives and whoever is driving you to the comic shop. But I was the type of kid where I was like, I'd get all my comics, I'd have a big stack, I'd, I'd jump in shotgun seat and be like, all right, we're ready, let's roll. And I'd be reading the comics like as we were driving home. But I had a buddy who was like, oh, I can't do that, man. And I was just like, why? And he's like, I get sick if I read, you know, when I'm in motion. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I, I didn't understand it because it never happened to me, but I guess that's something that happened to him. So maybe like, you know, I don't know if it's like, you know, you're just worried about actually, you know, like who can paint like with skill, like with <laughs> Gundam markers and everything while the truck's bouncing around. But apparently he's so badass he can do that, I guess. Mission accepted. What about you, Mike? What were your first impressions of this hitchhiker kid? Well, when when I saw his like character in the opening and stuff, I kind of thought he was a girl at first. Like, okay, like it's one know. of those anime things where yeah, it's, it's kind of ambiguous. You kind of don't know. Well, you, we do know he's a kid and he's a boy, but he 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 looks a little fishy. Is that is that kind of what we're going with? I guess with? so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He just he's just okay. kind of like yeah, and kind of androgynous. Way, yeah, the way he moves around too, he's very like yeah. I don't know. Okay, but. And well, he 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 is part of the Brock from Pokemon <laughs> club, where his, he's always got his yeah. in Captain Marvel club, where he's always got his eyes closed and whatever. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's part of that crew, like that awesome crew where everybody's everybody's squinting the whole time. Or they, whatever. they only That's open stuff. their eyes when shit gets real. When shit gets real, uh, which it, it will get real. So. I did like his like little you know anime esque introduction where he's like I finally met you my lifelong rival and he goes into this big spiel about you know introducing himself and all that stuff and he he is kind of like flailing about kind of strangely like doing that <laughs> yeah yeah definitely like so I guess I guess after like because when you're first introduced to him you don't quite know who he is you know it's this kid who builds models and then we basically get some exposition from Mr. Rawl in the opening, and he's at size shop. There's kind of a nod to the original Gundam, you know, where he's like, this is no best old mecha collection, boy, you know, and I'm just kind of like, Mr. Rawl's pretty awesome. This is no Zaku, boy, no Zaku! It's completely different. And and like I guess Sai is still he's still fascinated with other people building gunpla. Like he's not you know, obviously he's the lead character, he's the protagonist, you're supposed to like him, but you know, I I think it's kinda cool. He's not he's not a conceited character. You know, it's like just because this older guy builds the gunpla, like there's that kind of like, you know, mad props or mad respect for, you know, 
the way that Mr. Rawl builds his Zaku as well. And then basically they're talking and, and he hears this rumor of an amazing new builder from the Kansai region. So, of course, if you, you know, if you have half a brain, you put two and two together and go, okay, this hitchhiker kid is from the Kansai region. And then, you know, in the meantime, there's a match coming up and it's, you know, more than likely, you know, basically Reiji's kind of excited because he's like, coming up, we're going to fight President Yuki, like all the girls love him. And we got this ongoing rivalry. So Reiji's got, you know, the fiery young man Japanese anger, even though he's from another planet or is probably the Fight Club version of Psy. He's got all this, you know, burning rage about the fight that's coming up. And Psy's a little nervous, you know, more than than excited. You know, he's kind of like, well, shit, I don't know if, you know, if my building is going to be good enough, you know, to, to combat our, our upcoming challenge. And then, of course, there's Mike's favorite character, which is Ricardo Fellini making another appearance. And man, he makes the bitches swoon because <laughs> he gave them the victory Gundam gunpla. Like, that's how you do it. Like, I didn't know that. You know, you just. I'm going to start doing that. Hotties. Yeah, I was like, go man, does that work? I was like, holy shit. You'd be like, like, I've been going like, about this all wrong. I'm all, do you see this victory Gundam gunpla? It's just as beautiful as you. <laughs> so I was I was literally laughing out loud when I when I saw that. I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then of course you know you you have it quoted in your Skype avatar. But at that point he's kind of like, oh dio mio, you know, because he's all freaking out. <laughs> you and got stuff. a Japanese guy saying this like, oh oh dio mio. So I was just like, okay, like that that felt a little weird. But you know Ricardo Fellini of Italy, you know, kind of. Uh, Exclaiming in his uh, Japanese voice, basically because, you know, Reiji wants to do a practice fight because he's all excited about the upcoming match with Yuki. So that kind of, you know, ruins the, the romantic mood that was that was set up here by Ricardo Fellini. He's he's making his moves and Reiji is a horrible, horrible wingman. He does not hook up Ricardo Fellini. He totally like squashes that shit and, and Ricardo Fellini is left with blue balls. I'd do anything for an introduction to a girl like you. Would you go out with me? Ah! Oh! Get lost, loser. I only care about my bike and my gang. So the girl ends up leaving. And then in the meantime, speaking of romance, we still got the young budding romance between Kasaka and Sai. And, you know, she's still building models and she's walking home from school with Sai. And at this point, she's inviting him to come to her father's restaurant. So I guess their relationship is moving to the next level, you know. He's going to meet the dad and stuff like that. And so they head out to her father's restaurant. And just so happens by coincidence, I guess in the background while all this is going on, the boy from the Kansai region is like running around looking for lorry models and trying to find this place. And at this point, we don't really know why, but of course, Justin had mentioned it. It's because Sai is his lifelong rival, so he's got this motivation to, to seek him out and everything. And so, again, he's trying to barter with his artistic skills, I guess. You know, he doesn't have any money. But I guess he ate this meal at the dad's ice cream shop, and so he's he's trying to barter again. He's trying to pay his way by, you know, saying, hey, I'll build you this Gunpla model. And the father is kind of like, what the fuck? Get out of here. Get out. What? Give me some fucking money. You know, like, he doesn't want the Gunpla model. But, of course, when Sai comes in with Kosaka, he's kind of like, holy shit, 
you built that? Like, he's he's very impressed, and he's kind of checking out, like, all the, you know, the features and kind of listing off everything. And it's this funny exchange where, at the time, he doesn't realize that this is his, quote-unquote, lifelong rival. So the, the boy from the Kansai region is is kind of, like, blushing and embarrassed. He's kind of like, no, no, stop. Like, you, you're embarrassing me. Like, you don't have to list every little, you know, it's just, I just, just something I built. Just a little something I built. You know, it's just the Sistine Chapel. There's no reason to freak out. It's okay. It's just the Sistine Chapel. You know, and meanwhile, he's trying to, like, you built the fucking Sistine Chapel! And he's all kind of freaking out and everything. And I guess by way of Kosaka kind of appreciating size hobby, she kind of convinces her dad, like, okay, take the model. They're basically now walking home, I guess, or walking to, to Lori models, you know, so they're walking to size home and, you know, kind of trailing them behind like a little puppy dog, I guess, is this boy from the Kansai region. And, you know, he's kind of just, you know, I guess this is why I kind of think of him as more country because he's kind of he's not quite as proper, you know, I guess he's just kind of blurting out stuff and everything. And one of the things he kind of says is, boy, I wish, you know, like I had a nice girlfriend like you or whatever, you know, and kind of refers to Kosaka's size girlfriend. And of course, she's blushing and kind of like, oh, that's that's very nice to say and everything. And to me, I'm like, man, because at this point, like I paused. I was like, this could be like a total fucking swingers moment where he fucks up everything like this could go really horribly wrong. But I was like, luckily, Sai is a wise boy beyond his years. And he says absolutely nothing to fuck this shit up. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to say something like, no, no, she's not my she's not my she's. She's we're blah, 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 blah. And, and something would come out that would like be awful. But luckily, he's just like, Zoop! like, I'm just not going to say anything, not going to say anything. And so that was I thought that was expertly handled for a young man who was wise beyond his years. So, I mean, so far, what do you what are your impressions of what's going on with with the kid or whatever? And, and the whole bartering thing and Kosaka and, and Sai, any comments on that so far? Well, like you said, I don't think it would work in real life, but if, like, I gave a ride to some kid and he was like, here's a Gumpla model, I'd be like, oh, cool, thanks. I was That's... like, wait a minute, which which one is this? Like, <laughs> something I don't like, get out. Yeah. It's like, I will I will gladly pay you for a hamburger on Tuesday with a Gunpla mech of a ball. <laughs> Axe like, guy, what? get out of here. What? Get this shit away from me. What? Big Zom? Wow. <laughs> You know, like, I will drive you all over America. No, I don't know. What about you, Justin? Any thoughts so far on Sai and Kosaka or anything else? Yeah, they're kind of like a little sweet little, you know, couple. You kind of like, anytime there's any kind of, like, interaction that's kind of mentioned by the characters, like, whether it's, you know, his mom, like, creepily watching them as they're, like, talking about gunplay or whatever, and she's just like, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. like, that, that always, like, cracks me up, but... Yeah, that that's a funny part. I was gonna say you like you kind of like they're you know they're not a real couple, but you kind of like you root for them, like you want them to eventually you know get along or make it official or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think of course, like like since he didn't really say anything to contradict the impression that this young kid from the Kansai region had, like, I think that's a step in the right direction. So that obviously got him points, you know, like it's not, he hasn't sealed the deal, but, but he has, he has lots of points with this girl so far, you know, he's, he's taken her to his place. He's met her dad, you know, they're only like eight years old or whatever, but still like he, he's well on his way to a, 
to a, a decent, like, healthy relationship. So that's that's a good thing. And so basically, like, through all this talk, you know, he's kind of like, all right, we're, we're headed back. And he's kind of like, well, I got to go to this place. I got to go to this place, uh, Lori Models. And he's like, you got to go to my place? And he's like, what do you mean my place? And he's like, well, you know, that's my family owns Lori Models. And he's kind of like, you, you, you son of a bitch. Like, you are my rival. And basically, like, that that's kind of what Justin was referring to earlier. This is where he has this extreme, you know, Brock anime, like Team Rocket twirl around, you know, the background changes into outer space, like the whole world's behind him, like, you are my rival. And, and you know, he, he basically introduces himself, his name's Mayo Yasaka, and, and he's basically kind of like, you know, we must you know, sort of duel in the, I guess, arena of model building, of gunpla building. Then Sai and Kosaka, you know, you can tell their relationship is obviously pretty strong because, you know, he's kind of like, do you think I attract, like, weird people? And she's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I think yeah. you do. So that's a, that was a pretty funny moment. So that's what's going on with those kids. And then meanwhile, back at the speakeasy, the Gundam Zeon speakeasy, <laughs> where uh, all the, the people who were hardcore Gundam people before it became cool to like it played Gunpla models. You know, you got Reiji and Ricardo Fellini, and they're sparring together. And, you know, it's kind of cool because Reiji's in the Victory Gundam that was being used to woo like sexy ladies a little while ago and then ricardo fellini's in his weird like wing what is it like dragon whatever hybrid or you know what whatever that mobile suit is and so they're you know kind of heavily sparring with one another you know basically reiji's trying to get all pumped up for the the match with the president and then, of course, we go back to Lori's models, and Sai and Mayo are there. And the backstory, basically, I guess, like, they do it in kind of flashback, and he's kind of explaining to him. But he's kind of like, look, I thought I was, like, the best fucking model builder there was, because he was in his small little pond of the world. And his master's like, you know, smack, like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Like, you think you're the only one who can build really fucking cool models? He's like, step out of this little pond we live in for a couple weeks and, you know, grow the fuck up. And, well, he doesn't say that. But, you know, that's his, basically, that's his masters kind of like you know it's one of those masters smack people on the head and like go wax on wax off or whatever and so he's basically like look there was somebody i'm your master and there's no way in hell you're ready to to take over the, the you know i guess it's almost like it's a dojo for building gunpla models like it's all super serious as it is treated in this show even though it's kind of humorous at the same time and so his master who you know looks like he's the head of this like you know samurai or karate dojo you know but i guess it's for gun gun club building you know he he basically feared one man and who was that one man it was takashi lori who was sai's father and so at that point he's kind of like go go out there and learn how big the world really is so he's telling him to go you know make this trip and journey and that's basically how he ended up there in Lori's models and, you know, trying to meet someone who, you know, basically because because he, you know, the master basically said, OK, well, you know, I feared this one man and I heard his son is just as good a builder as you are. So, you know, go see this for yourself. And basically this turns into a model off like 
I mean, it, it's it's a really cool scene. Like, I liked it. Like, where the build strike is fighting Mao's model, which is the Gundam X Mao. My favorite part is, like, I love how Mao in the cockpit, like, because basically they have, like, this mental showdown with one another. Like, they don't actually have a gunplay match. They don't stick their figures in the thing. But it's like that kind of thing of, you know, the two samurai who look at each other. And, you know, before the first, you know, blade is drawn, you know, before the first swipe is swung, like, you know, these two masters know who who is going to win before they even start the fight. So it's kind of like that kind of seriousness with the gunpla building. It's like, we'll both look at our models and then we'll, you know, look into each other's eyes and we'll know who has the better fucking model. You know, I love how in that imagination, like, because it's based on the Gundam X, it's got the Garrett's jacket. Like, yeah. from Gundam X, and he's wearing the little jacket and everything. I thought that was pretty sweet. And, of course, you know, you'd have to have, you know, kind of watched Gundam X pretty intently to pick up on that. But he is in the lead character from Gundam X's, you know, clothing. And then, of course, poor Sai is stuck in Kira Yamato's <laughs> normal suit. Because, you know, you know how much uh, we love Kira Yamato, or at least I do on this show. And so then, you know, she gets really for real serious when he does the Gundam X move, the signature move, where he's like, oh shit, the moon's out. And he's going to do the big mega freaking super cannon beam thingamabob that's in all the like the extreme games and everything. Now, at this point, uh, I, I just want to open this up for discussion. I was kind of disappointed. Like, up until this point, in his imagination, it was Sai. Sai and up against this kid Mao, and they're both piloting the Gundam. And I was kind of into it because I was like, yeah, this might just be imagination, but this would be like the first step to Sai piloting his own goddamn mobile suit and none of this fight club and Reiji has to, you know, no Goku coming in to save the day. Like, it's Gohan doing his thing on his own, like that kind of stuff. And so I was kind of disappointed that all of a sudden in his imagination, he's like, well, I would have been blown away by that super mega Gundam X moon cannon beam. But you know who wouldn't have been? Reiji, you know, and, and, and basically in the imagination, Reiji's dodged this beam. And so I'm just kind of curious what your guys' take on that was. Because I was, at first I was all into it and happy because I'm like, yeah, size, you know, size doing his thing. Like, he's he's piloting the suit. And then I was like, what? Like, it'd be like, you know, just, you know, whoever your favorite character is or who you think the lead character is. It's like, yeah, Indiana Jones, he's doing his thing. He's dodging boulders. He's doing all this mental dueling. And then all of a sudden, like, Shia LaBeouf, like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> swings out a bazooka, a and swings on a monkey vine and shit and saves the day. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, you know? dropped your wallet, old man. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys think of that moment or, or even the whole fight and everything? I kind of felt the same way. Like, it, it was nice to see Iori, like, you know, take the reins and get in the cockpit and, you know, take the lead in the battle. But, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's an explosion. All of a sudden you see... Ragey there, and I'm just like, what? Oh man, come on! I was like, it's not a real gunpla battle. It's you know an imagination. Like I kind of, yeah. yeah, basically exactly what you said. I felt the same exact way. What about you, Mike? I don't know. I guess by this point, I was kind of like accepting that it, it's more about like says not exact like he was, he's probably like the first main character we saw, but like I, I like 
I was starting to accept that Ragey's like just as equal a main character as okay. he is. So and yeah. kind of okay. like like your Avatar, which shows them like shaking hands. I started to accept that like the show is more like a, it's focused more on like their friendship than like right. I don't like at right. first okay. I was thinking that maybe like it, that like Fight Club scenario was going to happen that like sort of it would be more about like like say like starting to like believe in himself and like Ragey is like an extension of him becoming more confident but now that it's pretty clear that Ragey's a separate character I'm like oh well this is kind of more like you know about like being friends and stuff and like you know the power of friendship and whatnot so I I guess I was okay with it because like I you know say was like acknowledging his limitations and like you know like well I I actually suck at like this game but you know but since it's our imaginations you know you know yeah yeah you you know who doesn't yeah you know who doesn't suck he's like it's it's, so it's more like you're viewing all the characters more like an ensemble now because they keep introducing new characters so it's not so much that you know Sai is the main character and then everybody else is just his Peter Parker supporting cast but (laughs) it's like but it's like Mr. Rawl and 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 Ricardo Fellini and all these other guys it's like they may have all their own comics you know Ricardo Fellini's off in the Italian Avengers having his adventures but he's also in this story as well kind of Fighting a good fight and doing the women and I all was that like, stuff. If you're going to use your imaginations, you might as well go all the way, and you, you might as well have like imagined like Kara Yamato in the like cockpit, and you like, and he would totally like destroy you and stuff, and then like, yeah, I'd be like, because, I'd be like, guess what? I guess what button I pressed was the fuck you button. I not only dodged it, emptied out the nuclear reactor, but stuck it up your hoo ha. It's like, <laughs> it's like it cuts back to the real like world, and like Mao's like on the floor, like like twitching and foaming from the mouth or something. <laughs> like, it's like, man, I like pulled a total like Sirocco on you. Like, you know, <laughs> like you're like Camille Badan now. You're all like, you know, it destroyed your mind. <laughs> awesome, awesome. He should have, yeah. like, he should have imagined like Lacus and Mir just come out and start dancing and singing and <laughs> There you go. That's a that's an appropriate use of imagination. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I I will take. Peru one and Peru two, and we'll have a a big party in my mind. All right, so um, I guess at this point, Mister Rawl like interrupts the tournament. You know, he's like, "You will stop imagining things." <laughs> <laughs> However, that works. That's how awesome Mister Rawl is. He's like, "I have the power to interrupt imagination." <laughs> you know, so he interrupts the mental duel, and he's like, "Look, I insist. You know, you guys." you know, don't imagine this to death. You guys settle it at the world tournament. And I guess in that sense, you know, the growth in, in character development for Psy is, you know, now instead of being nervous about the upcoming matches, now he's he's a little more inspired, a little more invigorated. He's kind of like, look, there's other, you know, just, just like the kid was trying to expand his horizon and go out into the world and meet other people and other builders. You know, he now, you know, Psy's kind of similarly been introduced to, you know, another, you know, culture, another part of the world, you know, and so now he's kind of like, well, now I want to, you know, I definitely want to, you know, build some cool shit now. And of course, the end sequence is Sai and Reiji, you know, doing the tournament and they're owning some poor bastard who, whoever that is, like, it's almost like you, you, you know, you pretty much, it's a, this is not like a super serious match because it's almost like an afterthought, like a foregone conclusion that these two 
are are good. You know, he's a good builder, and Reiji's a good fighter, and and they're both excited and invigorated for the upcoming tournament. And so, you know, this is not the match with President Yuki just yet. It's you know some other guy to get to the next you know stage. And so it seems pretty obvious that they're going to win. And then I guess the after credits reveal something additional because you're kind of under the impression, oh shit, well next episode is going to be like the big the big fight, the big rivalry fight between Yuki and Reiji. So you're kind of looking forward to it. But after you get to the end credits, there's a little post-credit scene where it reveals over the intercom that basically Yuki did not attend his match. And so Eddie Haskell, as I've been calling him in the past, it's uh, Susumu Sasaki is the character. And this was the little Eddie Haskell kid who came by Lori's model shop and he had the fight with him in the first episode in the beginning and all that kind of stuff. And so, of course, he's entered the tournament as well. And he's kind of like shitting his pants, like sweating it out, like, oh, man, I'm going to get fucked up by President Yuki. And then over the intercom, it's kind of, you know, basically it's announced, you know, well, you know, Yuki has declined to attend this match. Therefore, Eddie Haskell wins it by default. And all of a sudden, Eddie Haskell's like, yeah, fucking He's like, the two sweetest words in the English language. Default, default, default. <laughs> Have fun, you know. So, so then, and then, of course, that's kind of a shock to Yuki and Reiji, and that's that's where we leave off on on this episode. I guess, you know, what do you guys? I mean, are you were you guys surprised by that little after credit reveal, or you know, is that is that something you were looking forward to, and then kind of? felt like you had the rug pulled out from under you or were you kind of curious like have you been invested in that rivalry enough to just be like hmm I wonder why the hell that happened yeah I mean you kind of expect something to happen either there's some kind of screw up and you know there's like a draw and they both get to go to the tournament or you know something like that I mean they can't obviously if they're going to go to the tournament they can't lose it to their rival in these you know semifinal matches or whatever yeah, I pretty much I I guess I wasn't surprised cuz I was like, well, if he's being set up as their rival, like they're not going to obviously have their big climactic match right now. So, right, right. Yeah, like they're not going to basically they're not going to, you know, to be vulgar and lewd, you know, they're not going to give you the cum shot right away. It's like they're going <laughs> to they're going to, you know, give you some more foreplay before that actually sort of happens, I guess. So that that totally makes sense. All right, well, I guess that wraps up our discussion on this episode of uh, Mobile Suit Mondays. We appreciate all the listeners who are always listening to Fanhole's podcast and all our spinoff shows like Mobile Suit Mondays. You can also catch other shows like Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays, Toku Thursdays. So there are all those spinoff shows for you guys to catch. Um, if you have any comments or questions or concerns or angry emails, because I can't pronounce Japanese names correctly or whatever, you can send those to fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We also, you know, obviously we have the regular Fanholes blog spot. We're on Blip TV. Uh, we've got a Facebook, a Twitter, a Tumblr. We are now on Stitcher Radio. So if you're not into downloading the podcast, but you just want to sort of listen to it like it's on the radio, Totally. Go do that. It's awesome. iTunes. We are on iTunes. Be awesome. If you have an iTunes account, leave us an iTunes review. If you don't have an iTunes account, no big deal. You know, just, you know, if you want to contact us some other way, then do it that way. And yeah, so great. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Mobile Suit Mondays, and we will continue to strive to bring you the latest and greatest in Mobile Suit Gundam stuff.
Until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike. Just. Dio mio. Oh, Dio mio. All right, everybody, go out and discover the world. We never turn it back, dumb and lock it inside.